mom refers to as your friend. When I was telling her where I was going, she was like, oh, oh, that, that's your friend from ECSB who goes to all the, um, like, red carpet parties, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the party crasher? That's, like, how she knows you now. You're the party crasher. That's good to know. Yeah, it's good. So you got a reputation I going. Got a, I got a reputation going, at least with your mom. How was her birthday? It was great. It was great. It was a packed weekend. We did all kinds of stuff. Dinners and lots of eating and surprise oh, friends and yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Okay. That's fun. I guess we've officially started. Okay. It's begun. It's it's happening. How's it feel? A little scary. Why? You didn't warn me that we were recording. <laughs> I always do that. I just, <laughs> it's not I just, fair. It's okay. Sneak attack. Sneak attack. Sneak attack That's recording. That's how we work here on Side Kickback Radio. I'm so excited for your sign off. So oh excited. no. Oh no. Oh, but we'll get to that later. Let's begin at the beginning. I have zero warning about what is about to happen. <laughs> I apologize in advance. I like to throw my guests into the lines, but, okay. you know? Yeah. Well, uh... It's better that way. Yeah. Welcome, Amy Gumminick. Thank you. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Just coming off, fresh off of a, a commercial audition? Yes. I've yeah. been sitting in traffic a lot today, you know? It's yeah. fun times. Yeah, I know. And you, but you are a proponent of Uber. Right? I am a so big you, proponent of Uber. You don't have to I drive am. yourself. When I don't have to. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um... I'll just periodically just move this probably. No problem. You're good. Okay. Just, just be yourself. I can't move it. You Would you like to? No. You swing it over yourself. Hey, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> no. I'll let you do the technical what, part. What if, what if that's how I did it is I would be like, so Amy, tell me about your audition. Well, now that the mic is close to my face, I can answer you. Oh, I thought you were going to move it again. <laughs> that would get. That would make interrupting really That would be really so <laughs> We're not going to do that to you people. No, um, no. Anyway. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Nobody knows. We're moving. Well, no, I'm sure you could hear the incredible like, intensity of... Yeah, and that too. Oh. Did it make that noise? No. In noise. my mind, it did. It's an ancient microphone. This is going well. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Yes. Um, you, We were talking about Uber and how you ride it everywhere. It's great. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. everywhere. Not everywhere? But, um, but you don't have a It's great for auditions. Or? Well, we, I have, we are a one-car family. You're a one-car family, you yes. and your husband, Josh. Yes. yes. Um, it's great for auditions, though, because I feel like, for me, getting to the audition is part of the prep. Right. So being able to, like, get in the mode, go over the lines, <laughs> fix my makeup, like, that is sort of what begins the last stage of the preparation for me. Yeah. Um, and then I don't have to worry about parking or yeah. getting lost or just relax yeah no parking tickets yeah no parking tickets i know i remember i did a commercial audition i think last year and it was taking forever and everybody was like freaking out about the parking because we all metered of course and i was just like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna eat that parking ticket and book this commercial and guess what didn't book it oh no <laughs> but 61 dollars <laughs> late i bet you no one was happier you paid to audition i paid to audition yeah don't we all though yeah i feel like we all do I know. you know between all the services and everything parking tickets are just part of like <laughs> the member actor membership i think yeah i feel like it's also like um i don't know it's kind of like idiot tax every time i get a parking ticket i'm like <laughs> well you're literally just throwing your money dumb. away yeah but it's also it's completely a way for the city to just make money because oh, yeah. street cleaning is completely useless I think. True. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, imagine if there wasn't street cleaning, though. It could get a little... 
It could get mm-hmm. a, but like there are streets where there's no cleaning. So you would rather have dirty streets than the occasional parking ticket. Just check the signs. I guess. I don't know. You don't have to pay. Every all Maybe. the other idiots around you. I get. I do. I. I mean, I do most of the time. I. They intentionally yeah. word them very. That is very true. Them. It's gotten out of hand. Well, because you grew up here, right? I did. So. Do you remember it, back in the day, it didn't used to be like this. No, I feel like Where, now, like, neighborhoods were permitted and, and every sign, like, contradicts the one above it. So you, I find myself, I spend so much time reading each yeah. sign, and then I still am not ever totally sure if I can park there. Did you, do you watch Louie? Yes. They made fun of it on Louie, where it was, it, I, my favorite one was it said, no parking before midnight. And he was just like, it, it is before midnight. And then after midnight, it's still before, before midnight, midnight the next day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've actually taken pictures of the sign to be like, just in case. Right. I have, you proof, have proof that this is confusing. Do you also take a picture of like your your relation to the red curve? I haven't done that, but I would, <laughs> I would understand if you did. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're on my side. Yes. Because I do that. Yes. Sometimes. I won't tell. Anyway. Except now it's <laughs> on public radio, internet. What are we? Public yeah. internet. Public internet. As opposed to private internet. I guess yeah. there is private internet. I don't know. There's nothing private anymore. I guess. But no, I think like like the U.S. government has its own internet oh, kind of thing, you know? They just... That they store information on. And watch access. our private, quote unquote, yeah. interactions. There's probably like a U... It's like U.S. tube. Oh, God. <laughs> Where <laughs> they, they just have everybody's <laughs> little camera secretly turned on. Oh, yeah. creepy. There's a horror film in that. It's a good idea. Let's write it. I'm going to cut that out so that way we can use it. Later. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Um, so, like we said, you did grow up here. You, I did. Uh, where'd I'm you go to high school? Los Angeles Pally? native. Did you go yeah, to Yeah, good memory. Yeah, that was straight Went from to memory. Palisades Charter High School. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, born and raised. Cool. Not yeah. at Pali, but in Los Angeles. <laughs> you weren't born in <laughs> Not Pally? quite. Close Wait, by. you were born in Sweden? Did I read that somewhere? Funny, you should ask that. <laughs> um, apparently, I was born in Sweden. Yeah. That's what yeah. your Wikipedia says. That's what my Wikipedia says. So uh, <laughs> Where'd that, come that from? is what I'm going to stick with. No idea. But I think it's <laughs> kind of cool. I need to start learning about Sweden, though. I so guess. That I, that I, Are like... you Swedish at all? Nope. So who wrote that? I don't know. But whoever did, <laughs> thank you. Makes me much more interesting. I'm calling you um, out for saying no, that. No, I'm, I'm to... Russian and Polish. Maybe there's a little Swedish. I mean, Maybe. I suppose... Somewhere. What if it was your mom? She's just messing with you. I w- actually was born in Sweden, and they just didn't, they didn't, didn't tell nobody, you. Nobody's told me yet. Oh. Let's go with that story. Okay. I, I was, like, smuggled out as an infant. I just wonder who does that? Who who <laughs> trolls the internet and posts random stuff on Wikipedia? I don't know. And apparently it's difficult. to. You can change it, but then it somehow changes back. Uh-huh. So someone is very adamant about me being from Sweden, <laughs> so I'm just going to stick with it. <laughs> Well, that would mean then that someone's going out there correcting it. Are you and no, uh, no, no. There's a battle about where I was born. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. I know. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Wow. Yeah. Um, cool. So we covered high school already. What was? If you go back to high school, and you look in your Walkman CD player, what CD is sitting in your Walkman? Oh gosh. Um, I love this question. I was a big theater nerd in high school, so it was probably some sort of Broadway musical. <laughs> I'm like embarrassed to say that. Well, which yeah, one? Was... Which one's your favorite musical? Which one? Yeah. Let's see. Let's go back into my like high school brain. Do you need a moment? No. Uh, probably Chicago. Okay. Yeah. How did you feel about Chicago the movie? See, I was a big fan of the the stage production. 
So mm-hmm. I, I thought the movie did it. I, I, this is a good attempt. There were aspects that were really good, but mm-hmm. it, I feel like musical theater doesn't translate to film mm-hmm. very effectively. Often, sometimes. Yeah. Um, so there were aspects of it that I liked, but I was, you know, being a stickler to <laughs> that's not how it is in the play. Um, yeah. But it was fun. Yeah, and one yeah. best picture, yeah. which was such a so weird. Yeah, that there. one best picture. There's no rhyme or reason. There isn't. No. Speaking of best picture, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah? <laughs> Birdman. <laughs> no. Um, oh, I liked Birdman. Yeah, did you? You did. I felt like it was too... Well, for me, it was. I saw it so late in the game, I had already heard so yeah. much. and I saw it without knowing anything. Right. I wish... Which I'm glad I about. Have, I wish I could have done that, but... Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, so you and I know each other through UCSB. Yes, we I do. I think you're the first official alumnus of UCSB Gaucho to come out onto Side Kickback Radio well, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and you you're straight killing it. Thanks. Straight killing it straight out there for us. It. The representing the gauchos Thanks. real well. I know we gotta help each other out. Yeah. Um, Any one of us who works makes that diploma look that much better. I know. That's I know. Yeah. I know. No, oh, I I've yeah. said that time and time again to uh, Risa. Yes. You know? Um when I go back and try and like help them, you know, and talk to the seniors and whatnot. Right. Um but so go back to UCSB because I think mm-hmm. right off the bat you booked Natalie Holloway when you were 22, right? Yes. At what point uh, with Santa Barbara and everything were you acting while you were in school or? Um, I'm like in school, yes, not professionally. Right. Um, no, I started auditioning right after graduation, um, and I think it was my second audition maybe first or second audition um two weeks after graduating i booked a co-star on the show greek on abc family i watched that show a lot. oh did you confession time (laughs) um and that was really i had done some extra work like during the summers to sort of get a feel for it yeah um and like come back to la to take classes and sort of try to form some sort of understanding and foundation of, like, what's next? Is is this dream actually reality? And is L.A. the next step for me? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I wasn't pursuing it professionally until after I graduated. So about two weeks after I graduated, I booked Greek, um, which I was SAG eligible through the extra work I did, and Greek was what got me to join yeah. the union. Um, and then a few weeks after that... Booked, I guess, star on Supernatural, um, and both Greek and Supernatural ended up being recurring, which was a wonderful surprise. Yeah. Um, and then Natalie Holloway. Mm-hmm. So Natalie Holloway was definitely my first like substantial, I guess, title role. Yeah. Um, and That's such a quick turnaround, too. It was like, great. I'm very, I mean, very grateful. Like, did you have an agent at the time, or you were just? I did. I signed with an agent um, right after I graduated. Okay, got it. Did you do so showcases? They... Is that how they saw you? Um, yeah, kind of. My <laughs> manager saw me in the showcase, who then introduced me to my agent. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Wow, in a matter of two weeks. Or... Yeah. That's yeah. so fast. I just went for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was. I was meeting with some companies uh, while I was still in school, just before, like a few weeks before gotcha. graduation, and then we like officially went for it yeah. upon graduating. So grad school, did that ever come to your mind or? Yeah, it did. Um, I mean, as you know, the program that we went to is very grad school heavy. They have 
great connections and yeah. relationships there. Um, and they sort of prep you for grad school almost. Right. Um, and I remember my senior year being so frustrated because I, I was pretty certain that that wasn't the next step for me. Why? I kind of thought, like, maybe in the future. Um, why not? Cause, cause, well, yeah, because I know that when all my friends went to go audition, they were like, Andrew, you're not going to audition for oh, any, just in case. Oh, it was the saddest weekend. I was, like, home alone. Everyone oh, well, I went with them. Oh, I you off- did? Well, because I offered to drive. Oh, that was very we, nice of well, you. Thank you. Well, I wanted to be a part of it, but not, like, do it, because I didn't want right. grad school at all. Yeah. But um, the issue was we were, it was, you know, it's right in the middle of that winter quarter, mm-hmm. those plays. Yeah. And so I felt so bad that my friends were having to do a performance and at 11 o'clock at night drive up to San Francisco and then audition the next day for yeah. their future. Yeah. So, for their future, so dramatic. I know. And I, yeah. I felt so bad. So I was just like, I'll drive you guys so that way you can sleep on the way there. And You're a very good friend. I like to help people. That's actually why we're talking right now in front of a microphone. Yay! <laughs> help each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so it was just crazy. So, I mean, <laughs> you yeah. were just sitting it's at home? Quite... <laughs> no. There were a few of us that just stayed home. Yeah. And... So anyway. We were in rehearsal. <laughs> um, no, I knew. I mean, I've always known pretty much as far back as I can remember that um, I ultimately wanted to work in film and TV. Theater is and always will remain my first love and mm-hmm. passion. And I think it's something that I will always have in my life and will make a point to seek out theatrical opportunities. Um, but I kind of felt like I needed to see, like I said before, if this dream of working in the film and TV industry was a reality. Um, and I had laid a lot of the groundworks, like I said, go- taking classes in the summers and um, doing some independent projects here and there that I felt like I was ready to take that leap. Um, But, you know, coming from a program that is so grad school heavy and focused, I remember feeling like, well, should I want that? (laughs) Um, And it was actually one of our professors, the head of the program at the time, Erwin. Um, I had a meeting with him and I, I... was feeling really torn and my roommate in college at the time was, was auditioning and was all about prepping for grad school auditions. Um, and I like felt guilty that I just, it just didn't feel right to me. Hmm. I needed, personally, I felt like I needed a break from the like institutional educational world. Um, go to the and university to of life. Yeah. University yeah. of life. Yeah. Um, and just see, you know, I kind of felt like grad school was always an option. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that right then it wasn't the right choice for me. Cool. And he he said to me, um, if you audition and get into one of the top schools, will you be able to say no? Hmm. And I said, I don't know. And he said, you know, started asking me all these questions. And I, I realized that if I would have auditioned, it would have been because I felt like I was supposed to or had to in some way. And just like in my gut didn't feel like the right choice for me. So I did not. So I stayed home. Yeah. I didn't drive my friends. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. We had a little party there. A, I think there were like three of us who stayed home. We had a little like... Cute. Eating cookie University dough. of Life party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure um, there was cookie dough involved. Yeah. So you graduated and then you did a couple of awesome co-star recurrings and then Natalie Holloway. And mm-hmm. um, I guess what I want to ask you about that is it's 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 a true story. It's a real life story that you're acting out and... I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before how that's kind of what I love the most about filmmaking is when you take a real story and recreate it 
Mm-hmm. And I've talked about the film in particular, Captain Phillips, mm. which is actually why I'm acting now is because when I saw that, wow. I'm like, I just, I love Paul Greengrass and Tom Hanks. Incredible. Yeah. It was such a great film. And that's when I realized that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> but so for Natalie Holloway, it was a lifetime movie. It's not as going to be as intense, quote unquote. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. made for TV. And so acting in it, you know, we, we strive for re- a certain sense of reality. But in terms of working on that, was there like... I don't know, I, is in any insight you can give into the discussions of like, well, this might have happened in real life, but we're going to tone that down because it is for TV? Absolutely. Um, well, the, the first film, Natalie Holloway, um, <laughs> was based on a book written by Natalie's mother. Um, and so I got the book you know, as soon as I found out that this was something I was going to maybe be doing. I think I actually started reading it before I even knew I got the part. Um Sort of the surreal moment for me was I when I got the audition and was reading through the character breakdown and started doing my research, I remembered that when it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Natalie's not that much younger than me in real life, and so I remember hearing about her story on the news when she had, like first went missing, and kind of having that be one of my first tangible like. I don't, you know, as a teenager, you kind of think you're invincible. Mm-hmm. Um, and hearing Natalie's story yeah. had an impact on me in a way that I thought, like, oh, like, I remember yeah. I didn't go on the senior trip, but I almost did. Like, it could have been me or any one of my friends. Yeah. So that was surreal because oftentimes when you audition for a role that is an actual person or, you know, some sort of historical event, um, it happened a long time ago. And this one was still so new and raw and unsolved in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, So that was interesting. Um, And so, yeah, the book was there. The film is based on the book, which kind of tells her mother's perspective of what she thinks happened. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of speculation. Um, And there was a lot of legalities that I guess that we had to work around because unless something has been publicly said or proven in court and is recorded. Um, you don't have a lot of freedom when it's a true story. Um, so we could we had to make it clear that the facts were the facts and speculation was very clearly her mother's interpretation of what she thinks may have happened. So there was definitely like a fine line. There was a lot of ongoing discussion with the creative team and with Natalie's family um, to sort of figure out like how we would how we could ride that line. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess, that answered your question. Yeah. Um, you as an actress, did you want to go to some place that you just couldn't because, whether it be a um, choice or... Yeah, I mean, it was interesting know? because her family was so involved, it was really sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and my goal going into it was to honor Natalie's memory and tell a story that I think is really important. Um, and unfortunately not all that uncommon she just happened to be one that you know her her family had a voice mm-hmm. um so from a storytelling standpoint i kind of had to stay with like that sort of is what like brought, kind of drove me through the whole thing was that i was honoring her memory and telling her story as a way to help other future you know teenagers in her position um but I also had to be really sensitive to the fact that it was her mother's story and her friends and family were very involved in the creation of the film. Um, and so I also had to be aware of how they wanted her to be portrayed. Um, 
which was an interesting battle, but I didn't have complete creative freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I sort of was in, I guess, a bit of a box, but also um, within that, how do you make the character your own yeah. and not an you know, <clears throat> impersonation of someone? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I, I think I, I wanted, I mean, personally, I wanted as much help and guidance and feedback from people who actually knew her as possible. Being that it was a film and a made-for-TV film, I wasn't able to get much of that. Um, so, yeah, it was it was definitely a challenge in that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Would you, if you got the chance, would you do it again? But, like, I, I, the only way I know how to put it is, like, almost, like, R-rated or, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, get... and it's interesting because we talked about that on set. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's definitely a side of the story that I think still needs to be told um Mm -hmm. you know oftentimes when films especially made for tv movies they sort of they definitely get the message across which is great Mm -hmm. um but it was geared towards an audience of like you know teenagers to watch with their parents Mm um and yeah i would love to like have the opportunity to do the like meaty raw fully true version yeah um but you know maybe that's just my sick need as an artist to like really get in well, there yeah well like i i feel that but yeah too, it's you know? definitely it's hard it's hard to take a story and be aware of like we'll kind of have to sugarcoat everything a little bit yeah um there really is nothing sugarcoated about that story yeah cool. well um i guess moving back into tv yes land i mean you've done so much already oh, you're doing you. so great um and you seem to have a knack for getting you know one or two episodes and turning into three or four and you know recurring and stuff um and most recently turn on amc Mm -hmm. and um arrow on cw and those two parts are awesome i've watched the highlights thank you yeah um what would you say is i guess the key to that there's a, a bunch of actors that i'm sure are listening to this right now and like you know, some know how to do that and some don't, or some have the gift to do it and some don't. I mean, do you have... You mean of... taking a role and turning it into something Or, like, something being, being the type of actor where the writers will go, we need, we should bring her back. And, um, I mean, you know? I think that there is an element of luck involved. Um, you never know. I've had incredible experiences on sets that I would have done anything for the opportunity to continue it, and for whatever reason, the storyline just doesn't work that way and may or may not have had anything to do with me. Um... <laughs> And I've had experiences where I thought for sure it was a one-time thing and couldn't imagine anything past that, and then months later got a call. So I do think that there is a bit of, you know, your character being introduced in the right time and place where the the creative team is open to that, um, to possibly expanding it. But no, I think that, um, you know, it's a very small industry, and reputation travels very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I have learned just in the few years that I've been doing this, the relationships that you make and the and both personally and professionally um, go a long way. And I think being someone who shows up and is prepared and is ready for anything that they may throw at you um, and really open to the collaboration and not so locked in like your vision mm-hmm. um, is attractive to work with. I mm-hmm. think that a lot of especially with the economy craziness that's been going on in specifically in regards to uh, this industry. Yeah. Um, p- 
people are afraid of taking chances. And so having actors who are reliable and show up and do their job and create things that maybe they didn't even imagine on the page um, is something that people, you know, want to do more, like, work with more. Um, Being nice to everyone and gracious. Well, what would you say Um, is is the the attribute of yours that you're most proud of that you're just like yes i'm an actor that does this and i love that you know what i mean or like Um, you wish that more actors would do that you know i think realizing i'm very aware in the moment that every opportunity i'm given as an actor is a gift um you know there's very little security in this field (laughs) um and we never know i mean tomorrow could be the audition that is your big break and sets you on a completely different life path or it could be years or you could never get that break like we just we don't know there's only so much we can control so I feel like every second I'm on set and even in the audition process if it's three minutes that you get to like share your version of whoever the character is um it's three minutes that you're getting to do what you love and so I feel like for me going you know taking it past the audition and on to set I'm able to remember that um and be grateful for it and yet enjoy the moment and acknowledge that like i'm here because i worked to be here it's not you know it definitely is not all luck um there's you know there is a lot that we can control while there's also a lot that's out of our control um but yeah enjoying the process i feel like if it's not fun it's not worth it and you know i've i've been on sets that are not the most positive environments and still finding at the end of the day, when you go back home or back to your trailer or your hotel or whatever the situation is, um, sort of like recapping the day and thinking like, what can I take from this, both the positive and negative, that will make me that much more prepared and stronger emotionally and as an actor for the next job. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I also am always shocked by how many actors show up just unprepared, not knowing their lines, not knowing their intentions. Um hmm. Not able to take direction. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I feel like when a director or casting director gives you direction, like, it's so fun. Go <laughs> yeah. with it. Um, and a lot of times, uh, you know, even the creative team goes into it not fully sure of what they want. Yeah, well, so say, creating mind, that together. Yeah, do you mind retelling that story you told at the panel about the, the notes? They oh, but on Arrow? Let me preface this by Amy and I have now for the past two years gone back to Santa Barbara for Talent Trade, which is... This great thing put on by the yeah. film department where, you know, we've been on an actor panel and just the students ask us questions. And then Amy, I think it was off of, you were piggybacking off of something I said about taking direction mm-hmm. and how it's just like, I, I said, I've said the same thing. Like why, when a director gives you a note, just go with it because you have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people get too hung up on their version. Right. And yet they forget that there is, you know, as Susan would say, it takes a village yeah. and there's other visions to take into account and so then you told this story yes <laughs> which happened to you on arrow yes um so my first or it was actually my second episode on arrow i was working with a director and um first few days i was just feeling so frustrated because what i thought was his directing style was instead of taking what i had brought to whatever scene we were working on and being given direction on what i had done he would have me do as almost like an improv game, completely new choice. Um, So if I played one scene, you know, really bubbly and excited, the next scene he would want, like, very stoic and 
sort of complete opposite. Yeah. Um, and I spent several days on set feeling like I just wasn't getting it. I wasn't understanding what he wanted. I clearly wasn't doing what he wanted because he wouldn't even comment on the performance that I had done. Um, it was just new choice, new choice, new choice. So the whole time I was totally in my head and convinced that I was doing a terrible job and was probably going to get fired. Um, and not ha- not really knowing which version of the character they were going with, it was hard to move forward, especially you know when you're filming out of sequence. I never knew where we were emotionally because we would do you know seven takes, and each take was a completely different character choice. Um, so it was challenging on a lot of levels, and I, I you know I was just so frustrated why I wasn't understanding and what wasn't working. I didn't understand that, um, and it wasn't until. A few months later, um, after the episode had aired, I knew my character was going to be coming back, but I still just had this, like, it was, like, unfinished for me, because I didn't, I had never had that experience before, Um, and later found out uh, by the writer of the episode, actually, the reason he was giving me so many different choices and options was because they didn't know which version they wanted of the character. They didn't really know who she was going to be. Um, and the character of Cupid, who I play, was written and created by Andrew Kreisberg, um, who's an executive producer on the show, also wrote the comic book. Um, so to him, it was like very personal and a really big deal to introduce this supervillain, if you will, into the Arrow world. Um, so they needed options. We were also filming in Canada. The producers are in L.A. We were filming often, like, through the night so they wouldn't get to see any of our dailies until the next day. So they needed to have every possible coverage they could possibly have because they didn't know what was ultimately going to be chosen. Um, And our first day on set, when he started giving me this kind of direction and the new choice sort of technique, um, he saw that I took direction really well. And that when he gave me a note, no matter how crazy or far off what I had come in with, it seemed I went with it. Um, And so for them, they felt like, well, let's just give a bunch of different, dramatically different options um, and then have choices in the editing room. So what I thought was a failure was (laughs) actually a big success. um, And had I realized that and had I not been so stuck on what I thought they thought they wanted when really they didn't know what they wanted and we were creating this together and it was a collaboration um when i could see that and then went back to the show with that knowledge it was so much more fun and i felt so much more free as an actor to be like okay we're here to play and create this together um yeah yeah it was, a, it was just a great story yeah it was great and i've ha- i've had similar experiences where um you know, the director will throw something at you or you had like that same that same episode actually the very last take we did of the last scene that we were shooting um for my character at least he said okay we have everything we want just just go crazy do some do whatever you want do something we haven't seen before and so i had this ridiculous idea um and i did it and the entire crew like when they called cut broke into this like eruption of laughter i had no idea if it was gonna work or not he came up to me after and he was like that was it that's what we've been looking for um so yeah just trusting and going with it yeah nice yeah um so you mentioned that theater is your first love yes yeah and 
at what point did you form the Theatricians? Theatricians. Um, Theatricians is a theater group that was started at UC Santa Barbara um, by my husband, Josh Heisler, who I met at UCSB. Um, And it was originally, trying to think, I believe it was our junior year, um, and there was a group of young men in our class that were just feeling like they needed, they wanted to create something themselves um, and didn't really know how to do that and felt like, well, we're sick of waiting to be cast or waiting for the right part. Why are we not creating those opportunities for ourselves? So they did a production um, by Eric Bogosian called Pounding, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher it, Pounding My Head in, ah! <laughs> Pounding the Floor with my, what? Do I need to look it up? Research team. Pounding my head into the floor with nails, something like that. (laughs) It's a very long, crazy name. Pounding nails into the floor with my forehead, I think. Pounding nails in the floor with my forehead. Yes! See, I just needed a second. (laughs) Anyway, so they did this production, very, very minimalistic, just them, black box theater, and that was it. Um, And it was great. And it was so different than anything that had been done in the university setting before, at least while we had been there. Um, And so inspiring to all of us to see like, oh, we don't have to wait for opportunities. We can create our own opportunities. Um, And I think they were really surprised by how successful it was. Um, And even the faculty, I think everybody sort of was expecting, you know, like a fun, like, you know, few kids. (laughs) Oh, cute. Exactly. And it wasn't. It was incredibly impactful and moving and disturbing. And so I was involved at that point more on the creative side. Um, I have kind of, by default, become the company's costume designer. (laughs) Um, And so to see them do that was just really fun and inspiring to be part of. Um, And when we graduated, they decided, I believe the whole cast, with the exception of one, moved to L.A. Um, They decided to remount it here. So we did it here. and I, again, was sort of more on the behind the scenes. Um, you know, I worked as like the house manager and the costume designer and whatever they needed. Um, and again, was super successful. And so then we kind of realized as a group, like, wait, I think we're on to something. Maybe what is missing and what we need is to have like some sort of hub and community and theater company for people to go to after they graduate. Um, you know, it's a very big step, especially if you, you know, attend the University of Life and not a (laughs) formal institute. Um, So it kind of started as that. It was sort of like a a launching pad, if you will, for UCSB alumni. Mm -hmm. Um, And then has expanded from there into a real company. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, there's the, the board is still mostly made up of UCSB alumni, which in a lot of ways has been nice because no matter what we're doing or where we are or what we're working on, um, it's sort of an excuse for us to all come back together mm-hmm. and revisit the common roots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, has expanded and is no longer exclusively UCSB. <laughs> um, it has been great. And I think, um, you know, as we all sort of fall into place and figure out where we fit in um, in the entertainment industry or in life in general, um, it's nice to have a place that we can go to do, like I said, these passion projects and to play. And, um, you know, we've had several months in a row for periods where like once a week we get together and read a play Mm -hmm. or like 
we'll do improv or just, you know, to keep keep the muscles warm and yeah. be reminded of the like strong community that we do have. And so your last production was Mr. Marmalade, right? Yes. That, and do you have anything? Planned? Not at the moment. We okay. ha- we are talking. Mm-hmm. Mr. Marmalade, by the way, another fantastic performance from you. Thank Not you. Not a false note. I was watching you. you, just waiting for you to slip up once, and you didn't. Thank you. Yeah. I played was, a five-year-old. You played a five-year-old, and <laughs> Actually, was... she was four and a half. Let's not Sorry. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the voice and the, the physicality is oh, just... thank you. This just was constant. I mean, I work with kids, and it was really freaky <gasps> to watch. Freaky? I think, I think thank you? Yeah, because you did it so well, and I was just like, oh my gosh, is she four and a half? <laughs> yes. Did mentally. she go to UCSB when she was zero? Yes. I'm, like... I'm a genius child. <laughs> uh, but, you know, something like that. Yeah. Like, I'll never audition to play a five-year-old. Um, right. Well, but I guess, the... well, you and I have something in common then, because I played a three-year-old girl. Oh. Yeah, Cloud Nine. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Good show. Um, <laughs> so, you opportunities like that. The, like, the show before we did, um, I played a very mentally unstable woman who was nine months pregnant and had both hands in a cast and a leg in a cast and had a child who was 60. Like, you know, opportunities (laughs) that like, I'll never, I'll never actually be cast as any of those roles. Yeah. Um, but theater kind of allows us the freedom to play. So it's nice to play once in a while. Life is too serious. And you teach. I do. In your spare time. Yeah. I do. Yes. Yeah. Which is great. That's great. Fun and inspiring. (laughs) But I don't imagine you'd be doing the same material with those kids. No. That, yeah. No. The audition tends to be a little dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, so your latest project is The Binding, you would say? or Arrow, yeah. actually. Arrow, yes. But, um, Arrow, we but, yes Arrow. but that's already aired. <laughs> now, now we're on season break. Yeah. Um, yes, are you, the binding. You're going to be going back to Arrow at some point, probably, hopefully. Fingers maybe. crossed. Yeah. I'm alive still. You never know. I mean, um, I, I'm for it. I vote for it. I vote you. you for it. I would love the opportunity to continue that wacko exploration. Um, <laughs> but no, I know nothing official. They're very, very secretive. Yeah, I'm sure it's also, like, us. just changes constantly. Yeah, and like, on a show like that. Yeah. We're thinking, no. Exactly. Man. And that just you know? goes with, like, staying open to anything. On a show like that, um, there are endless possibilities of where they, you know, all of the storylines and all of the characters, and now yeah. there are two spinoffs. Um, so you never know. Yeah. Um, That's part of the fun. Yeah. Are you, you auditioned for any pilots, or are you being considered i mean you're i feel like you're getting to a point where you can kind of start calling some of your own shots maybe that would be a little bit i don't know (laughs) um by the way when your when arrow came out this is what i do in my spare time i just go on imdb pro and just look up random stuff love imdb pro love it it makes you feel so good when you when you get that green arrow and you shoot up and you were nestled like right above i think matt damon (gasps) what yeah you were like 170 that's a screenshot that i want Sorry. I think I also, I was in, I was in an airport and I was reading the USA Today and I was doing the crossword and I looked to the left and your picture was there. <laughs> Very surreal. <laughs> it's so, so weird. weird. <laughs> That's just weird. I was like, hey. I know. I know her. Person. <laughs> and I know the four letter word for type of dog. Hey. Yeah. But anyway. So I, I, what I'm saying is you're 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 getting up there, and I don't know I, to hear from you what it's like being kind of at it's where you are. It's interesting. I mean, I think at every level there's um, 
you know, every, every step of the way has its perks and has its challenges. Um, I definitely have been, you know, I've, I've been able to open doors into casting offices that I haven't been able to before and be considered in a different light for projects that, you know, even a year ago, maybe I wouldn't have. Um, but it's, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. And like I said before, there is only so much that's in our control. Um, you know, pilot season was great in a lot of ways. And I made a lot of really amazing new contacts. Um, you know, people that I worked with on Arrow and Turn and The Binding, um, which is the film that's coming out. Um, there definitely are people from all of those projects that I hope to work with again in the future and am in contact with about future collaborations. Um, I was actually supposed to be doing a film with a bunch of the turn cast and crew that conflicted with Arrow, and so I wasn't no, no, able. No. But you know, you never know. And is it ne- completely, completely separate from Turn? Like it's, yes, yeah, it yeah. Written and directed with... by one of the actors, um, and most of the cast gotcha. are Turn actors. Um, so you know, I, I always feel like working with people that you want to work with again are, and are excited to continue working with is such a bonus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I feel like it, it's it's a constant roller coaster and the highs are so high and the lows are so low um and i think that that continues to intensify every step of the way and i'm kind of a person who um i'm not very good at doing nothing and i always want to be creating something and so when i'm not it's it's maddening um so then i have to just seek out my own opportunities because there's a lot of downtime yeah um but I think that I, you know, you also at a certain point have to trust that the relationships that you've built are there and will last. And again, I think a lot of it is about the timing and yeah. being in the right place at the right time and having done your work leading up to that moment. Um, and when there is a part that is yours, there's no denying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this past pilot season was interesting. There were a lot of really great interactions and auditions and experiences that I had that like for whatever reason I you know it's not the right hair color you're not famous <laughs> enough or you're not whatever and you just have to like take with a grain of salt yeah and trust that somebody somewhere down the line will see that audition tape or you know yeah you never know yeah you just gotta keep slugging away yeah right? yeah, yeah. keep striving um, for more yeah it's funny that you mentioned creating things because yes. you are married to an inventor I am <laughs> I definitely want to find out more about Stajax car seats yes um, well my, my husband is also an actor and as I said as an actor there is quite a bit of downtime um, and sometimes more than you would like and you know it's a catch 22 when you're working all you want is a break and then you're you have a break and all you want to do is work um, yeah I'm in that right now too yeah yeah, yeah me too talk <laughs> um, not on the radio um, yeah so he we have a dog that um is like this is I'm going to be made fun of for this but like the love of my life <laughs> um, he we rescued him about a year and a half ago um, and he I grew up with dogs but having my own that I am responsible for um, is a completely different experience and yeah. I understand the word or the phrase emotional support animal in a way that I never did before Um He's amazing and has like has changed our lives in so many ways for the better. Um, 
anyways, we're very active dog owners and take him hiking a lot and take him to creeks and the beach and whatever. We feel like it's good for us and it's part of our responsibility in having a dog. Um, so we were on a hike and he got particularly muddy that day. It was just gross. Um, and the backseat of the car was just in for it. There was no way that it, the car was going to survive the condition that Jackson was in. Um, and I had left like a yoga mat in the trunk. And so Josh, you know, went to see if there was like a towel or something to throw down on the seat to protect the seat and found the yoga mat and like just like threw it in the back seat and the dog jumped in on the seat, whatever, thinking it would help with the mud situation. What we did not realize was not only did it protect the seat, but he did not move at all. Um, <laughs> and he was completely stabilized. And then he jumped out of the car, and the car was clean. So he cut the mat into the shape of the back seat, thinking, like, this is kind of a cool thing for us to just have, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we continue to see, like, all of these surprise benefits of this, like, <laughs> random thing in the backseat. And a few people actually was, uh, I believe it was my mom who first said, like, this is brilliant. You should market this. And we kind of laughed it off. And a few other people had the same feedback. Um, and so he created one, you know, he, he like, sewed a border and made it, uh, figured out mathematically how to make it universal for uh, almost all cars um, and work with the seatbelts and the, mm-hmm. you know, pet safety harnesses and all of that. Um, and still, it was just something that we had that was cool. Yeah. Um, and the more that we started using it and kind of left it in the car, people started noticing and, again, saying, like, you should really do something with this. So it has turned into a business um, and is now Stage Axe Seat Max um, and is a kind of dual-purpose product. It protects your seat from dirt and also, you know, Fur and claws. Fur and claws and objects or whatever. Um, and also stabilizes your pet because of the traction and cushion of the mat. Um, wow. And it's great. It's in yeah. six stores so far. Which ones? Just, um, yeah. It is in Collar and Leash in Pacific Palisades in North Hollywood. Um, it was just picked up by To Wag For on Montana Avenue in Santa Monica. Um, it is in a store called Bark Williams, which is a grooming and pet supply store in Ocean Park. Um, so it's popping up. There's a few, um, larger companies that are now showing interest. So again, it just was not some, one of those things that were like, how often do you have an idea for something and then you don't do it and someone else does. Um, and this was something that started as like, (laughs) literally like an, an accident it was out of necessity like, yeah. yeah and it has turned into a really fun side business for us Funny. yeah are you planning on going on shark tank with it you know we've, <laughs> we've looked into shark tank uh you never know but right now i, I don't think that's the, that's the route we're gonna take <laughs> fair enough yes cool well congrats on that thank you that's yeah awesome. so if you ha- it also um is great under car seats the little kids get messy in the back seat. So if you want your dog to be next to your kid, that's... Or just to protect, like, we have um, a group of people who have purchased it and then inform us that they don't have dogs, but their, you know, the car seats leave an imprint on your seat oh. and they kids eat in the car and spill stuff. Yeah. And um, we have a friend who is a bartender and always has jars and stuff sliding around in his back seat, so he uses it to stabilize his... What? Bartending tools. That's awesome. Um, so many purposes for Stage X. Wow. Yeah. And that's Stage X with an X on the end. Yes. Yeah. It is one word. S-T-A-Y-J-A-X. Our dog is Jackson. So oh. it's named after him. Can't wait to have a dog. 
It's great. I yeah, recommend I it. It's a lot of Well, no, work. they had dogs, but, like, you know, living in a, this yeah. you can't have dogs here, but... Yeah, we... Also, we, I do not know when I would be able to take care of it, because I... It is like having a child. Yeah. I don't have children, so I can't <laughs> fully say that, but I would But what imagine, you see from a distance. It's really good practice if you ever <laughs> think you may want to have children. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I think... I have one more note. Yes. What is active pitch? Because when I looked oh. up your info... I found this website, Active Pitch, and I've never seen it before. Active and Pitch is fantastic. Yeah, I was going to look it up, but then I was you like, should, why don't I just ask you, you so we can talk it. about it, because actors yeah. should know about it. Yes, Active Pitch is an amazing resource um, that was introduced to me years ago. Um, they are basically an online... I would say the closest thing to it is an electronic press kit. Yeah. Um, the, only, the only thing I've seen similar to it is um, in sports, when high school players want to be mm-hmm. scouted by... College Very similar. Scouts. Yeah. So basically, so. it's it's an interactive um, file, I guess, that keeps your resume, your headshots, publicity, photos, articles, trades, um, as well as a live interactive resume slash reel um, where they will record anything that you're on. Um, it's a monthly membership. Basically pays for once again their work. To audition. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, but it, it's definitely an investment that I think is absolutely worth every penny. Um, they can record for you, or you can record and send it to them. Um, but basically, it's so you instead of sending a resume and headshots and a reel, it's all in one. And so a casting director or an agent or a manager or whoever um, could have a link that they instantly click on and. All of the thing, credits on your resume are hyperlinked yeah. to basically a highlight reel from whatever that project is. Um, and it's great because it keeps everything organized and in one place and yeah. um, just kind of simplifies the process. And I've heard from, you know, I use it for, re- you know, when I personally reach out to people, but my agents and managers have found that of all of the, I don't know, electronic package programs you can get out there, that Active Pitch is sort of the most concise and um sort of to the point it gives you what you need to know and not much more or much less but yeah. it's all there yeah. So, yeah it was super easy for me to navigate oh good watching all your stuff good it's great. great yes they're fantastic <laughs> active yeah. pitch and in watching your stuff i noticed you've acted with some pretty awesome people i mean an yeah. oscar winner in there and jk simmons on yeah the closer. which i did i i forgot about until yeah. recently yeah. yeah um but on that in that on that note, like, what? who's your favorite person mm. you've acted with or hung out with or who surprised oh you? I mean... I have to say I've been is, very how fortunate. How dreamy is Jensen Ackles? Oh, Jensen. <laughs> um, superstar power aside, I think that, like I, I was saying, I've been very, very fortunate to work with pretty much, for the most part, good, down-to-earth, um, caring, giving actors. Um I haven't had too many divas, which is nice. Um, yeah, the the Jensen and Jared on Supernatural are two of the most genuinely kind people I've ever worked with. Um, so they will always kind of hold a special place in my heart for that. They just, from the second you walk on that set, you feel like you're part of the family. Um, and working on a show that's been on as long as that one has. That's yeah. rare. People tend to get jaded and are in and out. Um, and they're very supportive of the cast and crew in a way that I haven't experienced on many other sets. Um, Nathan Fillion was so fun to work with. 
Um, I think the first time I walked on set, I hadn't even met him. And all of a sudden, someone, like, ran up from behind me and, like, picked me up and swung me around and set me down. And I turned around, and it was him. And he was like, hi, I'm Nathan. Nice to meet you. Um, so he's just a big goofball. Yeah. Um, Neil Patrick Harris I was, like, a master class in comedy. Yeah. Um, and How I Met Your Mother, it was one of my first jobs. And I remember, like, you know, they would break us to go back to our trailers. And I just would, like, stay on set and soak it all in. Yeah, I know, right? On anger management, I was like, I'm, yeah, there's no way I'm going back to Yeah, same kind of thing. I was like, can I, I'll be at Video Village. Thanks, yeah. I'm fine. Um, which I, I like to do in general. Yeah. I mean, you know, you definitely need a break sometimes, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but even. So like, much to learn. Even on Havasu, like uh, on the film yeah. that I've been working on, it's just like, I've been a pest. I've, I won't go away even when I'm not acting. I'm yeah. like, help it. And I'm lifting sandbags. Yeah, and, me too. You know? Like, yeah. It's a good thing, right? It's good. It's a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Guys, yeah. right? I think. People like uh, that, right? I mean, we're, we're still here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know that I have a favorite. I've, I have, I would say that each, there's been someone on each set that has stood out yeah. as a quote unquote favorite, and it's not always an actor. Um, I've made amazing friends with people who are on the crew. Um, always be nice to those guys. Yeah. Because the, like, 10th PA is going to be hiring you someday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I make a point to get to know the crew because I feel like it's such a thankless job. Yeah. They work such hard hours and yeah. without them it would not be possible and the actors get the credit in the end. Um, totally agree. Yeah, it's been, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm very grateful to have had pretty much, of course there's some exceptions, <laughs> um, but really great positive experiences. Yeah. And the ones that aren't, as great and positive have been some of the best learning experiences so there's a trade-off yeah well i think that uh is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up i mean where can we see you next or do you have anything coming out soon um i i wish i had dates um but i just completed post-production on a feature film called The Binding, which is a psychological thriller, if you will, uh, which was really fun and different. Um, And my real-life husband and I play husband and wife in the (laughs) film, which is fun and weird and twisted and was definitely a um, new experience (laughs) uh, because we're not the happiest of couples in this film. Um, And then we'll see. Auditioning and... Hopefully okay. there's future in Arrow and Return. Um, who right. knows? We'll see what the next adventure is. Yeah. Um, I guess Twitter followers? Uh, yes. Where can they follow you? And um, I am on Twitter. It is my full name. At um, Amy Gumenick, which is hard to spell. So it's A-M-Y-G-U-M-E-N-I-C-K. Um, same name on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I have a Facebook page. Website, cool. amygumminick.com. It's all, all right. pretty straightforward. Groovy. Yeah. Don't forget to follow me, at Andrew Fromer, at Sidekickback. Please follow uh, at Highway to Havasu as well. We've been working really hard on our film and posting a lot of stuff. Yeah, Highway to Havasu official movie, I think, is our Facebook page. But Yeah, I think that's about it. So it's just time for the sign-off. You ready? I'm ready. Sidekickback Radio. Hacha! Did I pass?